You're listening to a podcast from the Media Motel. Coming up this week in episode 432, identifying Christmas hits, FOBO, the fear of better options, and Facebook's Portal TV. That's all coming up after the primitives and crash. and still occasionally playing live their next gig is in philadelphia in january that was the big hit for them reaching number five in the uk in 1988 the primitives and that is glorious isn't it such a massive hit i I really like the primitives Um, a friend of mine uh, who runs mute elephant promotions quite often puts them on i think in london lots of bands of the jangly bands of that era i used to play a crash by the primitives uh, when I was much younger than I am now, I used to regularly play an open mic night near my house. Mr. Twangy's open mic night. He, what an excellent man Mr. Twangy is. And uh, we, we would take it in turns to play songs. And I would often lean on the first two or three, so- the same two or three songs for the first few months I was there. And one of them was Crash by the Primitives. It was once described as the definitive version by somebody who was quite drunk. But I'm still clinging oh, to that. <laughs> oh, that's good. 
Welcome to the podcast from the Parish Council. It's episode 432. I'm Terence Stackham, and here's the Audrey Hepburn of the south coast of England. It's Juliet <laughs> Harris. That is excellent. Thank you very much. And she was allegedly born in Welling Garden City, which is in the southeast of England, I believe. So, uh, so who knows? Maybe, maybe she could have been born in Hastings. It's quite possible. Hello, I was, everyone. I had down as born in Belgium, but maybe. Well, maybe I, I right. thought, well, I thought she was, but then I want someone. There is some connection with Welling Garden City. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Well, somebody's got to come from Welling Garden City. Let's be. Let's well, be it's, I was going to say it's not. It's not d- deeply populated with stars. Although, please feel free to write in and complain if you are <sighs> oh, a star Lord, yeah. from Welling Garden City. Yes. Now, first taxi off the rank is the sensational mm. and newly re- renamed the Big Quiz. Um, a bit like Steve Wright's The Big Show. Um, yes, indeed, the big, 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 big quiz. Hey, hey, Terence, love the quiz. <laughs> Well, it's almost certain to pick up all the all available awards in the forthcoming uh, awards season. This mm. this week, the quiz has a seasonal air to it, Jules. I'm going to play oh, you. Oh yes. I'm going to play you five segments from five absolutely huge UK Christmas hits. Right. Um, the only catch is I'm going to play you instrumental clips from ah, those five hits. Right. Okay. No shazamming, no sound hounding. Now, everybody, um, the, the listener, Juliet Harris will be your spokesperson. Yeah, everybody um, in the plays get a pen. There's 10 points at stake, five for the artists, uh, five for the titles. Um, so, but uh, six points will win, I think. So okay, if you get six out, that's, that's good. Um, so five Christmas hits in 30 seconds. Here we go. <laughs> Christmas hits. How can you do with these? I feel reasonably at one with this, actually. So mm. a Christmas number one with this, haha. So oh, yeah. let's uh, let's see. So the first one, I wish it could be Christmas every yeah. day by Wizard. Uh, Correct. Two points. And my favourite version of that coming from the Beano. I wish it could be Christmas every day, then we'd all be eating Christmas pudding in May. I wish it could be Christmas every day because the schools are closed for Christmas. So yeah, that's my that's my favourite version. <laughs> Number two, Fairy Tale of New York uh, by the Pogues with Kirsty McColl. Brilliant. You're doing much. You're doing so well here. It's it's. Uh, so three is three. stop stop the cavalry by Jonah Louis. Already won. There's your six points. Hey! Four is I Believe in Father Christmas by Greg Lake. Yes, it is. And number five is, um, as you so put it, Do They Know It's Christmas, <laughs> a.k.a. Feed the World by Band-Aid. Oh, you win the speedboat hey! as well. Look at that speedboat and the caravan. Uh, Brilliant. The, the, uh, well, I can't win a speedboat because I live in Hastings. I surely have to win some kind of land tank or something <laughs> that's equally ill-suited for living in an urban environment. <laughs> very well done. Thank Ten you very much. Ten. I will never do that well again, I suspect. Oh. Now, at the moment I've been treading, <laughs> you have a quiz for us I have too. a quiz for you. Yes, I have a quiz for, for you and you and you and you as it goes. So I'm going to play you um, a song, a song that you'll know, a song that will you know. OK, I'll give you a clue. The song is Yesterday. Ah, oh, Paul classic, This is Yesterday, Lovely yes. Ballad, yes. So there will be 
I will play you the first five lines of yesterday. Uh, there will be five different five different artists. So I'll give you a clue in advance. Number three is an instrumental by by somebody, an artist who's famous for playing that instrument rather than singing. Mm. So so we've got one, two, three, four, and five. And uh, so that's your clue for three. All and my troubles seem so far away. Indeed. So, so um, if you need any other okay. clues afterwards, I may be willing to oblige. Okay. I'll, I'll take, I'll take three as a winning score out of five. I might bump it down to two if you feel particularly distressed. I'm dreading this. Okay. It's a go. So, so they're well-known artists, and I hope you will know them. So, um, um, I, I feel that even people that are not okay, not have re- to have sort of semi-regular collisions with with pop music, will probably be able to recognise the singers. Yesterday All my troubles seem so far away Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly Suddenly. I'm not half the man I used to be So there are your five singers or rather, five artists. So talk me through it, Terence. What's number one? Well, is number one the original? Is it Paul McCartney? Yeah, number one is the Beatles. Oh, yes, the Beatles. Yes. Oh, God. That's fine. So that's one point. Correct. 100% I... so far. <laughs> it's okay. good. It's good start, I don't yeah. think you'll be saying that after five. Um, I think number two, I think I have got. Is that uh, Frank? It is Old Blue Eyes himself, yes, Frank Sinatra. Again, two out of two, 100%. You're one away from winning the prize. I'm struggling now. The instrumental, you said it's a, an instrument a, that somebody's a famous, very... Yeah, a famous pianist. Oh, a pianist. Don't necessarily think jazz. I go. Okay, I'll give you a clue. I'll go a bit camper than jazz. Uh, oh, Liberace! It is Liberace, yes. So, uh, so give me a big three help, out of three. I know, oh, but you, you, you've now officially qualified. So you've got, <laughs> you've got. Well done, caller. So you've got number four. Who is that lovely female voice singing yesterday? <sighs> A real stab in the dark, Marianne Faithful. Correct. That oh, is Marianne my, Faithful. Oh my the, God. the clue for that was going to be she was more famous for her association with the Beatles' rivals. That was going to be the clue. Yes. So, uh, so yes. I know. Fifth congrats. One seemed to stump me altogether. I. Stars don't come any bigger than this, is all I will say. Gosh. So I was going to go for somebody, you know, kind of a bit twee, like Engelbert or something mm. like that. Much, much bigger. Okay. Uh, the, uh, what, the first letter is the same. E. As Engelbert, yes. Okay. Um, nope, nope. I'm miles from it. Okay. The king of them all, Elvis oh, Presley, singing yesterday oh, live God. in Las Vegas. How but, did I but not still, get an excellent Elvis. four out of five. And I made the stars oh. as big as I could for you. So there you are. Well Thank done. Nice. We've so both done much. very well on the quiz this week. I'm very excited. Gosh, that's a relief. I've feared a, a humiliating zero out of five. So that's not. I, I, it was it, the only apologies, by the way. Marianne Fatal's version at four was excellent, but she was a last-minute substitution because for some reason I couldn't convert Eva Cassidy's lovely version of yesterday to an MP3. So apologies oh. to Eva who did make the cut, but then technology failed me. I would never have got Eva Cassidy. But, you know, just looking back on the, the Christmas hits from mm. a moment, just, just something struck me when I was putting yeah, sorry, that. Sorry to steal your thunder on that, but yes, carry on. Not at all. No, I was just looking at the stats mm. for the biggest selling UK Christmas hits of all time. Yes. And I, okay. I wanted to confirm what I suspected, and that is 
But recent just, sorry, just a quick question. Does this include up to date um, sort of uh, online sales or is this just hard copy sales? Do we know? Um, I, to be honest with you, I didn't study it that deeply. I just saw okay. sales. Yeah, sure. so I, I'm yep. imagining it's both, but I'm not sure. It's just that recent generations, they're not creating any new nostalgia. The top 20 mm. Christmas singles of all time in terms of yeah. sales, whichever, physical or, or digital, there's nothing from the last 20 years. And I was that's wondering, interesting. You yeah. know, if it's a reflection on the, on the birth of the internet, maybe, because everything is so speedy now. Mm. A song mm. zooms up and then down yes. again with no lasting value. Absolutely, yes. And maybe we ache for the nostalgia of long gone times and the last 20 years have kind of erased <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe. I think I think a lot of it, and we, we often seem to sort of revisit this in conversation. But I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that there are multiple ways, almost infinite ways, to consume music now, given the online kind of boom. Whereas in ye olden days, if it wasn't on the radio and it wasn't on top of the pops, then nobody heard it. As a result of which, I think stuff was inclined to sell more because it had a more captive audience. So uh, the last time, incidentally, the last big Christmas number one battle I remember that was genuinely sort of semi-Christmassy songs I, I was working at marks and spencers in hastings during i think it was christmas 2003 2002 2003 so it was sometime between 2002 and 2005 and i remember working throughout what felt like the entire christmas period and on the last sunday before christmas because that's when the chart was before they'd made that mm. oh yes you move it to Friday afternoons. Um, they, they, we. I remember standing in the back, what was called the backstage area, but essentially the warehouse next to the large lifts and large walk-in fridge, uh, which was uh, less heavily populated in the winter than it was in the summer. And uh, I remember standing with a friend of mine, listening to a radio to find out which had made it to Christmas number one. Christmas time, don't let the bells end by the darkness, the last great Christmas mm. record or a mad world covered by gary jules uh, which was made famous in the film donnie darker that was the last big ooh, what number one battle that i think really made national coverage you could say the rage against the machine being put up against the x-factor winner was perhaps an example of that but that was more i think a sort of satire of how the christmas number one had become completely dominated and somewhat tarnished by the predictability of the x-factor winner with the year Coming next, a new anxiety for us all. Um, right, I've been looking for another one since the last 30 seconds I last had one. FOBO, F-O-B-O, the fear of better options. Uh, that's right after a rather melancholy track from The Clash. As railhead towns feel the steel mills rust Water froze in the generation Clear as winter ice This is your paradise There ain't no need for ya There ain't no need for you Go straight to hell, boys Go straight to hell, boys Wanna join in a chorus Of the Amerasian blues 
of their numbers is it i'm sorry about that but um no i i, I the clash one of my still one of my favorite favorite bands absolutely love them and I, I i there's never i can't imagine even though that is a bit melancholy as you say i there isn't a day that can't be impl- improved by hearing the clash in my view so uh, so that was the clash and uh what can i say perhaps i'll have this at my funeral straight to hell <laughs> well interesting times um when that album was out combat rock was the album because it it reached number two in the uk and it was kept off the top by we heard of him earlier, Paul McCartney and Tug of War. Yeah, exactly. the the album, in fairness, but um, but yeah, I can kind of see why for worthy souls that would be upsetting. 
<laughs> Most of us will be aware of the theory of FOMO, FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, I'm FOMOing all the time. We worry that something exciting or more interesting may be happening somewhere else. Uh, obviously, no one could feel that way while listening to this podcast. Uh, uh, that's for sure. Um, well, of course, what I need is a new anxiety to keep keep me awake at nights. And this week we learned of a, a similar phobia, FOBO, F-O-B-O, which the writer... Patrick McGuinness claims, um, this is fear of a better option, he claims that it's making us all indecisive and unreliable. He says that FOBO keeps you from committing to any choice in case another more optimal opportunity comes along. Now, Jules, you're a rational, level-headed woman. You surely, <laughs> don't, you surely don't have any time for FOBO. Well, interesting that you say. So uh, I think there's an interesting slant on this. So you say that Patrick McGuinness is a writer. He is. He's also a venture capitalist. And I think if we think about that, perhaps this gives us another angle on this, which is actually perhaps it's a FOMO, fear of missing out, um, and FOBO, fear of fear of better options. I both thought they were award ceremonies, but it turns out to be the MOBOs, which is the Musical Black Origin Award. Apologies to anyone who's ever won one of those. But um, I, I I think that, that you could probably tie this in to consumerist culture i think and the idea that you know fear of better options well surely that is ripe for exploitation by people that want to sell you things why not why not you know what why choose between a blue t-shirt and a white t-shirt when they're 3.99 each because a child in bangladesh has made it for 7p and you can buy them all I, it, it it feels a little bit cynical to me i must admit fear of better options though there's i mean it does tie into this sort of the idea of post-modernity and the idea that, that part of the part of the curse of living in a postmodern society is the idea that you don't you can have it you, the idea is that you can have everything by not having to choose between anything but then it becomes very overwhelming because the whole construct of postmodernity is that you shouldn't judge something as being better than something else because it's old so and you shouldn't judge something on merit necessarily so you could genuinely make an argument for blind date hosted by the late great Cilla black as as being as vital as charles dickens say or something like that which means means that you end up with this situation where you think well do I have to watch everything then because if I don't watch everything then surely I can't make a judgment that I don't have to make a judgment yeah I I, I, I occasionally do get overwhelmed not exactly by fear of be fear of better options is interesting it's it's the it's the idea that you don't make a choice in case you make the wrong one the Netflix page you stare at most is the menu and he goes on <laughs> to say it was going so well you found that clear fabled clear tile in your calendar you just about managed to, to choose something to eat from all the options on the delivery menu you pitch a sofa to sit on and now you just have to find something to watch you don't really mind what it is so you open netflix and your mind goes blank some have called this analysis paralysis but that sounds too much like a lost radiohead demo so fobo covers it how can you click on the crown when everyone at work was recommending the good place wouldn't it be more nourishing for your dinner party patter if you inhaled that documentary about the dark side of bikram yoga but then you just want to relax and friends is right there after three hours hours of scrolling it is time for bed yes i have been in this situation previously mostly i have to say this sounds like a, a slag off of netflix and let's face it it probably is i can never seem to find for all the options on netflix there's never the thing i want I, I have a, I have a whole history and the thing I like is that other people it isn't just me when you go to search things that aren't on there like for example The Party which I did manage to find on another streaming service which is an excellent film from a few years ago starring Christine Stark Thomas that was filmed in black and white um I couldn't find that on 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 Netflix but I noted that when I typed it in 
it came up as a search option. So other people have searched for this and then you bring it up and it's not there. So that is that is particularly upsetting. So I don't so much have FOBO. I have um, I have a, a, a unhappiness at not required option, which I think it, it makes something like uh, let me write this down. Unhappiness at not uh, no option. Uh, unhappiness at option not there which stands for aunt so maybe i have aunt which is the fact that they haven't got what i want which means i don't have phobo i have unhappiness that what i want isn't there there's so much choice yet there's never really the thing i want as with almost any phobia on the planet i mm. immediately recognize myself as a <laughs> phobo person i was gonna say what if what if i had a phobia or a phobias we wouldn't be able to do this podcast would we dreadful wouldn't it i've really tried to learn from this in recent years it, it reflects appallingly on me as a person but there's an element of phobo in my terrible fear of commitment in relationships and i think it explains why i've had so many in that if even the slightest thing in the past has gone wrong mm. i immediately think a relationship is doomed and that therefore <laughs> someone better is just around the corner and, oh I, mean, I, I know i mean now i realize it i am i am i think i'm getting better at it because i now realize that the mythical call the one who will be the missing part of me for the rest of my days you know it, it's it's just they, they just don't exist it's mythical i do it's, wonder if it is a fallacy and I, I think I, it is if it makes you feel any better i've felt similarly so therefore have mm. not had many relationships because i've just been very fussy about or i've just picked the wrong people because i've thought that picking somebody is better than picking nobody at all and actually you know the the, the best relationships involve compromise they don't involve everything being perfect but if it's as a friend of mine and i had said recently whilst having lunch if it's happy enough enough of the time then it's okay isn't it really which i know oh, sounds yeah. unromantic but but ultimately i think that's it isn't it it's only in recent years that i did realize that you know this person doesn't exist and i'm transferring my fear of commitment um into in, you know into a phobo that that's what i was doing so um you know there might be a better option so i hope i've learned that it's a good thing um as you say to stick in a relationship and not just just keep running i've stopped running absolutely yes indeed no abs absolutely right did stay in that pub terence there'll be you know plenty of things going on in the same pub you don't need to jump from pub to pub coming right up you've seen the tv commercials the one with the mm. muppets yes it's facebook's portal tv is it mm. on your christmas list this year we'll see that's coming next if you're a now, if you're a fan of Steely Dan, I think mm. you really might like this. Uh, this is a track from Monkey House. You don't speak in a star-spangled manner. You can't help but be real. Light your lights and the world wants to answer. Science, soul and steel. Spinning spark blues in Union Square. From some roof Do like you do The beautiful sound The mythical underground dancer Be wild and blue But you're not a town You're an island off the coast of America Fogel, 
Pedro's in control Walking wounded on Bleecker Street The rhythm pulls them in Sound the mythical underground dancer. Be wild and blue. You're not a town. You're an island off the coast of America. clear influence from Steely Dan and that's something to be celebrated um, there have been five albums since this band was founded in 1992 this is a track from their newest album Friday mm. released a month or two ago that was Monkey House and Island off the Coast of America I like that a great deal my best friend really really likes Steely Dan I think they're his favourite band so I've heard a lot of Steely Dan over the years not always through choice but uh, I do I do I've grown to really love them so actually I, I like anything that sounds like them that's excellent and also I think Monkey House is a brilliant name for a band <laughs> I really like I genuinely really like it I think it's a great yeah. name um, Black Friday is a relatively recent innovation mm. in the UK, uh, another idea we borrowed from America. What it has come to exemplify is, is the frenzy of buying that now mm. precedes Christmas. And um, Christmas is almost exclusively a commercial enterprise now. Each year, mm-hmm. there seems to be one or two gifts that capture the eyes of the public and become the must-have present yes, of the year. Yes, absolutely, yes. Which it, means it, no, no one can have it, of course, because yeah, uh, yeah. Unless, you're, unless you're willing to sleep in a sleeping bag 
bag uh, outside a shop and uh, therefore not have a Christmas. Um, it's difficult to have it. In pre-technology days, there was uh, the Rubik's Cube and Cabbage Patch mm. Dolls. But more recently, iPods, then iPads, yes. then iPhones. And last year, the um, Amazon Echo and the Dot were uh, big features. Yes, indeed. Alexa being a, being a semi-constant presence of most people's lives. She's spent, she spent most of her life playing disco records with my mother that she can only semi-remember at present. This year, television co- commercial breaks in the UK, they seem to be dominated by the new Facebook Portal TV, which for 149 quid means you can plonk this camera unit on your huge widescreen TV and share video calls with anyone else who owns the Portal device. Um, Jules, it seems to work for Kermit, Miss Piggy and mm. the other puppets in the TV commercials. So you'll be splashing out 149 quid on uh, Facebook's Portal, no doubt. Well, firstly, can I just say I'm sad that the Muppets have been reduced to video calling <laughs> because the part of their appeal was that they all got on that bus or in that van or in that truck and all went on, put on the road and put on a show. So I'm sorry. I hope they can all be reunited too. I'm <laughs> sad for them. Also, having said that, I've only just forgiven them for selling out on the uh, Tory donors Warburton's bread adverts. I was oh, not pleased about that. So so I, 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 I feel that their association with Facebook demeans them somewhat. But having said that, I guess we all have bills to pay and chickens to feed. So fair play to the Muppets but um yeah I find this odd really um just because I don't see I that there is surely other software available Skype allows you to video call I think Skype allows you to multiple video call I use use something called Zoom for meetings previously that seems to do the job um I find it, it, it odd enough that you can video conference call anyway but I can see the utility of it so stuff like Skype works well um we report this podcast on the audio that works well um I find it very disconcerting that someone can see into my house I mm-hmm. I don't I which is the whole point of Facebook portal so so you clip it to your telly i think or or your monitor screen or whatever and it then shows you and the rest of your room by the look of it which i mean i all i can say is that the muppets have tidier houses than i do i really really don't want to want to be doing that i find that to be weirdly invasive really there's just something slightly i mean it's intrusive enough having a video call anyway but i find it really weird really weird the idea that that i don't i haven't worked out yet from having read about it whether or not you can choose if you're on the video call. Mm. I don't like the idea that I have to be on a video call. I find that a bit disconcerting. Um, I just find this a bit weird, really. And and I know this, it, it works really well for people that, that can't be together. So... Or, or find it difficult to be together. For example, I have friends who have family over the other side of the world in New Zealand and Australia. Their relatives are, are elderly. My friends are self-employed. They can't always afford to fly back to see them at Christmas. And equally, the elderly relatives are not in a position where they can really travel long-haul flights. So for things like that, it works really well. And I think it's it's lovely that they're able to do that and it brings people together. Having said that, my worry with all of these things is it's just going to push us further apart because if you don't have to physically get up and go and see someone you might not and I think that communicating well some people might not and I think that communicating through screens is not the same as communicating in real life and I think that if this does take off I worry as to what will what we'll lose I think I'm not quite sure who the Facebook portal is aimed at. Rather like you, I'm wondering, is it people who can't master Skype or FaceTime? But it, Yes, absolutely. Which, uh, If you can't master it, FaceTime, I do worry for you, I must admit. It's fairly easy. 
It it terrifies me uh, somewhat. I, I don't want to suddenly be taking video calls from distant relatives or friends while I'm sprawled on the sofa watching right. Escape to the Chateau. You know, I, I, I was going to say, your love of daytime TV should not be interrupted under any no. circumstances. Why betide any fool that finds me during Only Connect? I think the the privacy issue will deter many people. Mm. Um, there, there is apparently a sliding cap that guarantees the camera can't relay pictures, but there's no similar fail safe for the microphone. Mm. And in any case, what if you simply forget to cover the camera? Absolutely. Lens? Well, what um, if I do a Gordon Brown and call a woman bigoted? What will happen then? Well, almost everyone, um, certainly uh, myself included, has pocket dialed somebody accidentally. Oh, what absolutely. if the Facebook portal dials up someone while you're doing something private in your sitting room i don't I, mean I, I nearly, I, but, no just know. just something you know i i did accidentally because because what's happened and, and facetime is sort of similar and i did nearly accidentally genuinely accidentally video call someone whilst on the toilet the other day i only just about missed it luckily because they didn't they didn't answer fortunately and i did alert them afterwards sorry that i pocket called you nearly ended up with me on the toilet which they said they would have found highly amusing but yes i agree it's it's yeah, there's just something about it that is the idea. I mean, yeah, the idea. So, so Skype video calling, you have to be sat in front of the laptop. So occasionally, I find it useful for doing things like in my my work practice, clients that I had a client in Malta once who mm. wasn't able to come over. So I said, well, we'll just Skype. And if you if you send me a copy of your passport, then hold it up when we're talking on Skype. Then that way, so that's really useful for things mm. like that. But you know, it wasn't when I was in my front room. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't. It show my entire room. You know, it didn't show my house. It's it's yeah, there's just something. It, it feels like it's going a bit far, both in the sense that, that it shares your, you know, li- literally physically shares your whole house, but also the whole room. But also that, that just, you know, worry, the more ways that we find to communicate not in the same room, the more that I worry it will push us apart rather than bring mm. us together. I can, yes, I can see how it might be fun, uh, as you mentioned, for a grandmother or grandfather whose family have yes. emigrated to yeah, New Zealand. Lovely. That, that of course, you know, brings them closer. But otherwise, it's another step too far towards uh, Big Brother for me. Now, um, just to say thanks very much for listening, whether you're on the commute, uh, the school run, whatever you're doing. Um, thank you very much for, for being there and for Absolutely. getting in touch thank- with you. Thank you for being a friend, as Andrew Gold would have sung. And did we do too in our own way? <laughs> and thanks to Rona and Hilly for their help this week. As always, thank you. Now, a throwback to that Clash track. Indeed, yes. An ingenious use of sampling, I think. I uh, My continuing celebration of sampling in music is often derided, but I think that it's a good sample is like a good cover, really. It can give you a, a, a oh, new perspective sure. on something, yeah. something previously. And I really love this. It's... Um, it, not least because as well as you as well as sampling just the sort of the the riff i think that it it, it provides a sort of a commentary as to what straight to hell might have meant by the clash i think it's kind of expanding on its themes and i really like this i think that the mia i first came across mia because she was the flatmate of justine freshman from elastica and uh, she was lodging with her for a while in Notting Hill. And so, yeah they, there was yeah weird weirdly the first time i ever heard galang was that some which is her sort of first single that brought her to, to, to prominence on her excellent debut album, album Arula. And I think this was 2003, 2004. I first came across a, a, a clip of that. I, I discovered I, I discovered the internet when I was a sort of an older secondary school age. And then, then particularly at Sixth Form College was a big thing for me for about 2000, 2002. And I was on a forum, an Elastica forum called Project Elasticated, which was mostly centering around the fact that Elastica's much delayed second album came out 
in 2001. I used to be a regular user of this forum. And someone <coughs> commented that MIA had or Maya had um had a or Maya as she was known then because her full name is Maya Arula Prazagasm I think or something like that it's it's she's Sri Lankan so mm. um, so so Arula is is named after her, her first two arms named after her mother and her father I think and um and her um her she was a designer so she lived with Justin Friedman and the last couple of Elastica sleeves particularly their last single which was only available on vinyl uh, were designed by her she did the kind of the, the artwork to them as a result of which someone, oh, by the way, she's got this song and it's really good. And they posted a really, a, a really early link. I could only listen to it by, by switching on the computer. You couldn't download it or anything like that. So I think that this, this website probably had about 10,000 visits from me alone over the space mm. of about two months before the album came out. So, uh, so I've always been a fan of Myers and I think she's just grown into a really important artist. I think I, I, I wish she was loved more than she is, if you see what I mean, because she's made some marvelous records and this really is one of them. This is slightly later attitude of hers with a brilliant use of straight to hell by the clash uh, this is paper planes i fly like paper get high like planes if you catch me at the border i got visas in my neck if you come around here i'll make a more day i get one down in a second if you wait i fly like paper get high like planes if you catch me at the border i got visas in my neck if you come around here
listening to a Parish Council production. <laughs>